Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Our show originates in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We connect you to the songwriters and the stories behind your favorite songs. Join us as we take a look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Now, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Hi, I'm Dave, and I live in Nashville, where it seems like I'm surrounded by songwriters. And you know, I think it's a pretty cool thing. I like to write songs myself. Every one of these creative people have an amazing story. Some have carved out a niche in the business, and some, like our guests today, are blazing the trail, doing all the right things and getting noticed. On our podcast, I'm going to introduce you to these amazing creative people, make a little connection, if you will, and share their stories, find out what they do and why they do what they do. We're going to release a new podcast and introduce you to a new writer every two weeks. Season one will be 20 episodes long. It'll wrap up about the end of October 2021. And then we'll start again in January of 2022 with hopefully a little more aggressive schedule, but we'll see how it goes. Either way, I thank you for checking us out. And we'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. Hopefully you've had a chance to listen to the first three episodes of the podcast. You can find us on the Songwriter Connection webpage or on my Songwriter Connection Facebook page. Very easy to comment there and then share a like if you would. Appreciate that. This is Season 1, Episode 4, and I'm very excited about the show today because, you see, up until this point, we've been doing Zoom interviews and, and playing recorded music of our guests, but today, at a COVID social distance, I've got a big <laughs> dining room table, and I, I've been looking forward to having a guest actually sit around the table and uh, play songs live, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. Our guest today has been living in Nashville for about a year and a half. He's from Louisville, Kentucky, and he's very much getting noticed in this town. An amazing writer and a great performer as well. His skills are in demand, sought-after co-writer, writes every day, sometimes twice a day. He keeps very, very busy. And at night, well, he's out there playing these songs that he wrote. He's pitching them, and he's playing them at great writers' rounds, places like uh, the local where they have the freak show there, the Commodore Grill, the Tin Roof. He's, he's out there. You can find him. And if you see him at a writers' round here in town, even if you're coming in to visit, uh, make sure you go and you see my friend Greg Wilson is our guest. Hi, Greg. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm honored and excited to be here. You have quite the setup here, man. A great <laughs> studio here in your uh, oh, dining room here. My, Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. dining room. This is kind of my writer's room, too. I invite people in, and there's been songs written around around we, this table. We've written a couple good songs here. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And now we're going to play some live, and this is a, this is exactly what I've been waiting for to do on this show, and I appreciate you being the, uh, get, the first the guinea pig there for being our first one. Well, Dave, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of experimenting around with Greg Wilson today. That's all good. Yeah. All good. Let's start with a song, man. Hear what you're all about. Tell us a little bit about it. Yes, sir. This song I wrote for my wife a few months ago, and uh, I played it for her, and soon after she heard it, she said, I love the song. She said, it's not really a love song. It's more warning than anything. <laughs> and uh, she knew this about me before uh, she got into a relationship with me, and she loves me in spite of it. I hope you like it. Girl, it's only fair I warn you right now Before this thing ever starts You won't be the only one in my life You'll have to share my heart Cause you see music was my first love And I'm chasing down this dream 
It'll take a strong woman to ever love a man like me Cause there'll be whiskey nights and neon lights and weeks out on the road I'll be home a while, girl, until I'm gone to my next show There's always gonna be a melody in my heart And this guitar in my hand So if you're gonna love me Girl, there's gonna be strings attached I'm not saying I don't want this to work Cause I'd die to be your man And there'll be no other woman but you I promise you that But I fall in love again every time I'm on that stage So I have to ask you, do you think you'd ever be okay With all the whiskey nights and neon lights and weeks out on the road I'll be home a while, girl, until I'm gone to my next show There's always gonna be a melody in my heart And this guitar in my hand so if you're gonna love me, girl, there's gonna be strings attached. Girl, all I'm trying to do is make sure you know exactly what you're getting into. There'll be whiskey nights and neon lights and weeks out on the road I'll be home a while, girl, until I'm gone to my next show There's always gonna be a melody in my heart And this guitar in my hand So if you're gonna love me, it won't be easy If you're gonna love me Girl, there's gonna be strings attached. Of the six string variety. <laughs> Amazing song, very clever. Thank you, sir. Thank so you, she, it's not a love song, it's a warning. It's uh, a warning, yeah. How did she take to that? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, she knew she knew that about me before she got in a relationship with me. Uh, she, she still loves me, so I get it. And go. well you made it up to Michelle too. You wrote a beautiful love song that we're gonna play later on. Yes, yes. Uh, actually a recorded version. So yeah. a lot of songs I write are about her, so she's a inspiration for quite ins- a few quite an inspiration yeah. and a great great lady thank you thank you she love is. you and your wife she is. you're from uh, Louisville both of you yes yeah. from Louisville Kentucky yes yeah. sir tell us about Louisville born and, girl. born and raised there yeah. born and raised there yeah I uh, spent my whole life there uh, we moved to town October of 2019 mm-hmm. um, in, in my previous life I like to say I was a, an educator I spent 28 years in education I was a, a teacher a coach and then for the last 12 years a school administrator so I was actually um, you know, disciplining kids every day and mm. kind of doing the, the the school thing for you know twenty eight years. And then finally, uh, both of our girls are grown and out on their own. And my wife says, you know, let's let's uh, let's move to Nashville. Been coming to Nashville for years anyway, and just thought, you know, now's the time to do it. So we packed up everything, left our family behind and friends behind, and here we are. Here so, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we did. We had pretty much the same story moving from Cincinnati. My wife Patty and I, and she's an educator as well. Yeah. So a uh, lot in common uh, there. But there is something about this town that draws you. 
And, you know, the first time I came was with, you know, the radio career and there's trips to Nashville, of course, you know, I did country radio. Uh, and then again, as a songwriter, and the more you come down, the harder it, it is to leave. You feel like you're leaving part of your heart. Really you know, really so did. it's a magical place. You know, yeah. uh, like you and I have spoken before. It's just you, you get here and you get caught up in it all, and, and you meet great people, and uh, you know everyone's so creative and, and it's so inspiring, and you know, and humbling and honoring to be in the room with oh, creative yeah. people, and it's just so easy to to be a part of it, and. You know, everybody's trying to help one another and everybody's friendly and rooting for each other. And, and rooting for each place. other. Yeah. That's why it's this culture uh, of everybody rooting for each other yeah, and, really and cheering each other on. It really is. You know, there's not really competition. You, you, you want to see everybody succeed. So it's a, it's a, it's a unique place. Well, it really is. A little bit of competition. A little bit of competition. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But for the most part, they're just great people that, uh, right. and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just amazing uh, to get in a room with some of these folks and just yeah. start talking about common interests and, and right. things that become a song, Absolutely. which I want to get into uh, with you yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a little bit, because I know you write a lot. Um, what's a typical day like for you? A typical day. Usually I will get up in the morning, uh, usually have a write scheduled at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and the write sessions usually last about three hours, so it's usually 10 to 1. Um most days, it, there are two writes in, in a day. So you know, oh. the second write will be one thirty or 2 o'clock. I'll get to that write and write for three hours and then come home and uh, try to make work tapes from the day. Uh, and then if I have any rounds scheduled that night, you know, head off, hit the town and uh, play new songs for people. So There you go. Yeah. And, and it, when you go out there and you play it, you get a chance to see how these songs go over if they're working. You really do, yeah. And you talk about a work tape. So, you know, you work hard writing the song. Then the next step is you got to get a little work tape, a little bit of on it. Sometimes you record it on a phone or whatever. Right. Um, right. And then if it's one of those magical things, you get it demoed and then you start getting it pitched, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You hope to hope that happens. You know, they say for about every hundred songs you write, if you get one good one, you're Pretty good, pretty good odds, though. That's that's yeah. Those are, are very good odds, and yeah. sometimes you have to rate those ninety nine bad ones just to get to that one gem. Been there, done that. <laughs> Still doing that. <laughs> Still doing that. But the, the thing is, the process to do it every day, right? Yeah, it yeah. Is. You know, it's it's you're building that muscle. You know, yeah. muscle memory, and and the more you do it, the more you do it, the better you get. And the better you get. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, t- can you t- tell us a little bit about the process? So you sit in the room. Let's say you get two two co writers, one co writer. Usually two, mm-hmm. usually two co-writers. Um, three is really the magical number, I think, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Any more than three, to me, kind of gets cumbersome and it kind of gets uh, kind of hard to, to communicate with four people in a room. But I agree with uh, you. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, the magic of three is, uh, you know, if two, uh, you got a tiebreaker, you yeah, know. Yeah. You, you might be really hard on uh, this idea and stick into it, but then another guy um, doesn't agree, and then you've got the tiebreaker. So right. um, it works. You know, back home, you know, I spend a lot of time writing by myself, and and I have a, a buddy back home that he and I co you know co wrote quite a bit together. But there's nothing like co writing. You think you've got a great song, and you're sitting in your bedroom or your studio, and you're writing, and you know this is a great song, but. You know, I guess it's the, the collective mind. You know, the mm-hmm. more, more than just one person looking at a song and an idea and a different angle, uh, the co-writing process is, is magical. It really it, is. it really is because somebody will say something that sparks something in the other. Absolutely. And then you know, magic comes out of that. So, so you start with what an idea? Where, how does it start for you? Well, it could be an idea. It could be a melody. I spend a lot of times just trying to replenish my what I call my hook book. Every every writer has their hook book. Mm-hmm. I try to replenish that as much as possible by listening to conversations of other people, and then um, 
as I've said before, melody is a big part of the game for me. I think melody is 70% of the game. You know, the sound of the song, the sound of the music is going to draw people in, and then you can, you know, deliver your message. Well, it's that way for me. The, the melody usually attracts me first. Right. And then if the words are incredible, oh, boy, that's a plus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about Nashville writing, you know. Uh, very much um, focused on the lyric. Yes. Me- melody is important, but, I mean, the lyric's got to be there. A lot of storytellers here. Right. A lot of storytellers, yeah. So you say you find inspiration just from listening to conversation? Conversation, television shows, listening to other writers, listening to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I could be anywhere and, you know, don't mean to, but sometimes eavesdropping other, other conversations people are having. And, you know, my wife gets mad at me sometimes. I'll be, you know, <laughs> sitting somewhere looking off, listening to somebody, and she's like, you're doing it again, you're doing it again. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a songwriter's process. You just kind of keep an open ear and open eye and try to find some unique angle, some unique way to tell a story or some phrase you may hear that you can twist or whatever. So, so a songwriter is a keen observer I would say so, of the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Finding out where to put the camera on that song, and that, that angle, finding that certain angle, that certain twist. Right. Yeah. Right. So you guys discussed this ideas for a little while. Maybe you've got a melody that goes with it and... Um, and then yeah. you just start cranking on it, huh? You do. You know, yeah. lots of times, you know, you and I have written quite a few songs together. We'll spend, you know, an hour and a half, two hours just talking about, talking about the song, trying to trying to figure out the best angle to take it. Um, you know, a lot of times, once you figure out your map, where you're going, you know, the song kind of lays itself out that way. But it's yeah. a, you know, very seldom do you walk into a room and sit down and just, just start writing a song. You just, you know, you have to talk it out and kind of look at a different angle here and there and all that, so... We had Bill O'Hanlon on the show just a, a few uh, episodes back, and Bill likened it to being like an alchemist, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, taking things out of the air and trying to make gold out of them. And I thought that was one of the most brilliant analogies I'd heard in a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, He's very good at that, too. Bill and I have written quite a few songs together. We write about every other week together. So The Oprah guy. The Oprah guy. <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of New Mexico. Yes. Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned, so you listen to conversations and you get ideas. Do you have an example of, of, of one like that that worked? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife and I were at a restaurant, I guess, probably about six months ago. And, uh, well, it may have been before before COVID, but we were at a restaurant and uh, I overheard a young lady in a conversation. I was, like kids say, ear hustling and listening <laughs> to her conversation. And she uh, was talking, she said this phrase, I know the feeling. And she uh, was talking about a young lady who had fallen on, I guess, financial hard times. And uh, she was kind of sympathizing with her. I know the feeling I've been there before. And I took that phrase and I wrote it down and I took it to my buddy, Mike Vaughn, who lives out in Oregon. He and I have written quite a bit together and we write on FaceTime. And, and turned it into a song about a, a guy who's um, heartbroken and, and missing the way uh, the relationship his girlfriend and he used to have. And mm-hmm. she's with someone new, and he's just kind of going over it. And, you know, I bet they're doing this. I bet they're doing that. Man, I know the feeling. So mm-hmm. it's funny how you can turn a phrase like that into a totally different song. But It is cool how you do that. That's one example. So That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I want to play another song. This is one you've recently recorded. Yes, sir. Tell us about this. This was written for Michelle, your wife. It is, yes. Uh, the song's called The Way She Talks to Me. It's probably the last song that I wrote in Louisville before we moved to town. Mm. And my wife has a very unique tone to her voice. Um, if you talk to her, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Uh, some friends that haven't talked to her in years, if you hear her on her telephone, uh, you know it's Michelle. And I wanted to capture that, but not only the tone of her voice, but also the reassurance that she gives me. She's very, um, very calming and very um, inspiring and motivating to me, and I wanted to capture all that, so I wrote a song called The Way She Talks to Me. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Let's play it. You recorded this recently, and uh, uh, we want to play it for you, The Way She Talks to Me, on the Songwriter Connection podcast with Greg Wilson today. Mm-hmm. 
She's the I love you's when I wake up The yes you can's when things get tough Yeah, she's the voice I hear above the noise And she always knows just what to say When it's said and done at the end of the day She saves me when the world goes crazy She whispers, baby, everything will be alright Gets me every time She can set my soul on fire Or ease my troubled mind Her words give me the strength I need To chase all of my crazy dreams And when I'm in doubt She makes me believe The way she talks to me Softly prayed beside me She helped me find peace And when Tennessee called out to me She said that's where you gotta be You can do this Go make your music And boy the truth is I'd follow you anywhere me every time She can set my soul on fire Or ease my troubled mind Her words give me the strength I need To chase all of my crazy dreams And when I'm in doubt She makes me Great song. Greg Wilson is our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. The way she talks to me. The way she talks to me. She had loved that when she first heard that. She did. She actually got to go into the studio with me and see the process. It was the first time she'd ever been in the studio, and she was amazed at all the musicians. And it is amazing. That Beard Music Group, Larry Beard, and they do a wonderful job over there. And she just couldn't believe how the musicians could just take off in the second. And Isn't it incredible? It's crazy. It really it, is. If you've never sat in on a uh, studio session, let me kind of explain what it's like. You play them a work tape. <clears throat> Somebody is a leader in the band, and they chart it out. And using this Nashville number system Nashville that you can system, Google yeah. and find out a lot about. Yeah. Um, they listen to the work tape. They go from uh, they go right into the studio um, from the control room, 
and they sit down and play it like they've been playing it all their lives <laughs> and just make it come to life. These guys were sitting in the studio looking at their phones and Michelle's like, they're not even paying attention. I said, just watch. You just bet. Watch. They and are. Boom, they took off with it. So. it it's incredible. <laughs> it really is. Those guys are something else. World class, world class. The, those Nashville cats, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So great song. And it, I like to say it's in the pocket. I mean, I can hear that on the radio. I hear a lot of different artists uh, doing that well, song. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I really, really like it. Uh, Greg Wilson is an award-winning songwriter through the NSAI, which is Nashville Songwriters Association International. It's a pretty respectable organization it here. Is, it uh, is, it chapters is. all over the world. I came out of the Cincinnati chapter yeah. where I was one of the coordinators. Yeah. So I'm very familiar. Uh, tell us about your experience with NSAI and, and what they've done for you in your career. They've been instrumental in helping uh, getting me plugged into Nashville, you know, especially being an out-of-towner living in Louisville. And um, <laughs> it's kind of hard when I was living there to come to town all the time. So they have different programs, pitch to publisher programs where you can pitch your songs to actual publishers or mm-hmm. critique, you know, sessions and, uh, started doing that. And, um, I was fortunate in a song that I wrote called music, uh, kind of garnered some attention from them and it got put into a contest, the top 40 contest. And it actually won the thing a few years ago. So that's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Very, very cool. And so they pitched that around for you, right? They did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then recently, um, you won another award from them, a we did. prestigious award. Tell we us did. about that. Very excited, very honored. A uh, buddy of mine, Mike Vaughn, who I met through NSAI, who lives out in Oregon, he's actually coming to town next week and spending a week with me. We're oh, cool. Write. But he and I um, wrote this song, um, had an idea uh, the way, um, when I'm in memory, if I can remember the name of the song, when I'm in memory. And we wrote this song, and NSAI started their first ever members awards um, program last year where they recognize songwriters who are not professional or signed to any contracts yet. Uh, and so... Um, yet. We, yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. And so we uh, were fortunate, and that song was actually a song of the year in the Pitch to Publisher category. So awesome. Pretty prestigious, and uh, very excited and proud of that one. So It was an online event. They couldn't do it in person because of COVID, but I remember watching it and, yeah, yeah. and being very proud of you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it very, good. very cool. Uh, let's talk you out of another song because we're here live around the dining room table and we this is just it just begs for live music my friend what are you gonna play for us I'll play a song about strong mamas yeah I usually start off all my rounds with this song it's my mom's favorite song it's it's partly true she's a very strong woman my dad was very instrumental in my life as well uh, but this goes out to anybody who was raised by a strong mama it's called a hell of a man Mama's still five feet tall and weighed a hundred pounds. Don't know about daddy, he was never around. Mama did the best she could to raise us on her own. She had to play two roles in a single parent home. Now you might think without a dad we didn't grow up tough. But Mama made dang well sure we didn't. She could catch a fish, she could throw a strike, fix a carburetor on an old dirt bike, load a shotgun, skin a buck deer, get me a whipping while still being able to stare. And if you ever had a mama like her, I know you'll understand when I say mama. My sweet mama was a hell of a man. 
No, I'll never understand how a man can walk away from his wife and kids and just forget about the life he made. Mama never once complained, didn't want no sympathy. No, she taught us the meaning of responsibility. She had a full-time job, two wild boys, and no help from anyone. And still somehow she always found a way to get things done. Well, she could turn a wrench, teach you how to find her like a sick baby to sleep at night. Work overtime, drive a forklift, get up in the morning and do it all over again. And if you ever had a mama like her, I know you understand when I say mama. My sweet mama was a hell of a man Well now I'm all grown up Got a lovely wife And no matter what I do I swear I'll never leave her Standing in my mama's shoes Must have been hard must have been tough going in alone and raising us. Took a lot of love, took a lot of prayer, took a lot of help from the man upstairs. And if you ever had a mama like her, then you already understand. When I say mama, my sweet mama was a hell of a man. Yeah, my mama, my sweet mama was a hell of a man. Hit. That's a hit. No problem. <laughs> Mom was a hell of a man. Mom was a hell of a man. Oh, yeah. Great job. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And so Mama loves that song, huh? Mama lo- loves that song, yeah. She, uh, <laughs> Mom's been locked away like a lot of uh, people have with the COVID, trying to stay healthy, yeah. and she gets her second vaccination this Saturday. Oh, that's cool. Thank God. And, uh, but she listens every time there's a live stream of, of the shows that I'm playing, and yeah, she's always, you know, a, f- a fan of that song, so. Now she can hear the podcast, too. She sure can, yes. <laughs> Let's talk about your beginnings. You came from a very musical family. I did. Uh, tell us about how, how you started into music and everything. Grew up in a very musical family. My dad was an old thumb picker like Merle Travis, Chad Atkins. A, tra- um, a Travis picking style yeah, is yeah. so hard We're to playing do. playing the rhythm and bass and the lead and the melody all at the same time. All at it's, the same time. It's unbelievable. But he was one of the best I've ever heard before. Wow. Uh, my uncle, he and my uncle played quite a bit. My grandfather was a, a, a fiddle player. My uncles played steel. My cousins can sing like nobody's business. All in the family. All in the family. And every time we had a gathering, you know, everyone gets their instruments out. And mm. there's nothing like family harmonies, you know. It's, oh, it's crazy. Blood harmony, as they yeah, say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my dad was in traveling bands, and I was on stage with them, I guess, at the age of four, singing Rolling in My Sweet Baby's Arms. Oh, my. my. First, first songs ever sung. But uh, Any video of that? You know, uh, film? <laughs> there might be some old, 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 old film. But yeah. I'll bet you that is cute as yeah, can be. Yeah. yeah wow. But, but, you know, I grew up in it, and uh, and it's just become part of who I am, so, you know. When did you start thinking about putting words to music and writing a song? Well, I'd always been a singer, um, and, you know, play guitar, and I love music, and uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dan Bowman, we grew up together and went to college together, and we were roommates, and he had always written songs, and some of them were goofy, and I thought, man, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> some of them were pretty good, and, uh, you know, I never really considered writing songs until, I guess, right after college, and 
I thought I'll give you know give it a shot. And so I wrote one or two songs and played it for people, and they kind of that's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. And then I write another one, and you know you get some attention, and it's like hmm, this is pretty cool. And then you kind of get the bug, and you know you mm-hmm. you write a thousand bad songs, and maybe you know hopefully get a decent one every now and then, but. You know, just probably after college is when I finally got the bug to start writing. And, That's very good. Yeah, it's who I am now. I can't, oh, I can't you, put it down. It's, it's obvious you have a passion for what you oh, do. I, I do. Yeah, I do. it doesn't get old, does it? It does not, no. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that'll do uh, twice-a-day sessions and just crank <laughs> them out. And, and it's tough. I mean, it it, it's, it's really tough. Making something from nothing. Yep, absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I am certainly happy that you've made time to be on our show today. I'm going to talk you out on one more song before yes, sir. you go. And I want to encourage people to, uh, if you come to town, if you live in Nashville, look for Greg at one of the writer's rounds, The Freak Show, uh, over at the Commodore. A lot of places where you can go to see live uh, songwriters playing music. And there's just nothing like it, right, Greg? I mean, you, you hear these songs the way they were meant to be heard, I think. Right. And, and every now and then, you know, you, you, you know, you, you come across a writer that, that wrote a big hit song, and you go, oh, wow, he, that's the dude that wrote that song, and it's always a thrill. And it's so crazy, Dave. You can't uh-huh. judge anybody by the way they look. You no. Know, you could look at someone that looks like they just came out of a... Yeah. Out of a gutter somewhere, and they're a hit songwriter. It's crazy, and it's like, it's unbelievable, but you're right. That it's crazy. Getting in these rooms and listening to these writers <clears throat> tell the stories about the songs. It's, it's I played in a round one time, and I'm not even going to say where, but I was playing, and there was, a, there was a guy playing, and I thought, well, he's tr-. I was he was right next to me, and wasn't the strongest performer at all. He didn't play very well, and I just kept the whole time thinking, bless his heart, he's just trying, he's giving it all. <laughs> and his last song, he goes, this is a song I wrote for Garth Brooks. <laughs> It was on Garth Scarecrow album. I'm like, whoa! (laughs) So you never, never know. Be nice to everybody. Everybody. Be nice to everybody. You never know who you're talking about in this town. Yeah. Absolutely. What's this song you're going to take us out with? This is a song. Oh, before we do that, tell folks where they can find you online. You can find me at Greg Wilson Music. Uh, mm-hmm. There's another Greg Wilson in town. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, he's much better looking than I am. <laughs> but uh, it's Greg. Wilson. I don't know. He goes by a logo on his Facebook page. Okay. Just a GW. Right. So look for the face and look for the face. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have a logo. I'm um, on Facebook, Greg Wilson Music, Instagram. I have uh, songs on uh, all the streaming and downloading platforms, you know, Spotify and right. uh, iTunes and Apple Music and Google Music and all that. So look me up. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. If you're listening to us on Spotify, it's not far to go over and find Greg Wilson. So, yeah. Tell us about this song right here. This song is a song I wrote with a buddy of mine, Ridge Banks, who is a talented singer-songwriter. He is. He's going to be on our show great, here in a month great. or so. Yeah. It's going to be great to hear mm-hmm. that. Yep. Uh, Ridge is in a band now, uh, Ridge Banks and the Wall of Sound. Uh, they're they're tearing up around town, playing a lot of original stuff. And Ridge, in his previous life before he moved to Nashville, was a traveling salesman. He sold medical supplies. And uh, he was driving through Illinois. And there's a city in Illinois called Normal, Illinois. <laughs> And uh, right before he, you get to Illinois, there's a sign that says, you're now a half a mile from normal. <laughs> thought, Man, what a great title for a song. So he wrote it down and brought it to me, and we wrote this thing and turned it into a song about a murderous <laughs> truck driver. It's called <laughs> Half a Mile from Normal. All right. back in Noble, Illinois, just off Highway 55. She called me on the road, said she was tired of being a trucker's wife. She found herself a brand new man, there ain't no sense in me coming back home. 
I'm headed that way right now And I hope to God that she's not alone I've had a hammer down, been northern bound Can't believe how fast these 18 wheels can roam I see the city lights just up ahead In five minutes I'll be standing and I don't Praying, Lord, please help me I don't know just what I'll do when I get there I'm a half a mile from normal and a mile past I don't care I'm driving myself crazy thinking about all those hurtful words she said Picturing her with some other man lying in our bed should I beg her to take me back? Should I make her new man beg to get away? I was taught to turn the other cheek, but not this time. Somebody's gonna pay. I've had a hammer down, been northern bound. Can't believe how fast these 18 wheels can roll. I see the city lights just up ahead. In five minutes, I'll be standing at our door. Pray, Lord, please help me. I don't know just what I'll do when I get there. Cause I'm a half a mile from normal and a mile past I don't care. Headed for that normal city line, but normal ain't my state of mind. Headed for that normal city line, but normal ain't my state of mind. Eighteen wheels can roll. I see the city lights just up ahead. In five minutes, I'll be standing at our door. Pray, Lord, please help me. I don't know just what I'll do when I get there. Cause I'm a half a mile from normal and a mile past. I'm a half a mile from normal And a mile past I don't care Oh yeah, Greg Wilson, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Good to make a connection with you today. Thanks for being Dave, on Dave, thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. Man. It's been an honor. I wish you all the best, man. I believe in what you're doing. Thank you, sir. And our next show, uh, episode five, we've got a singer-songwriter who's been a staple in this town for a lot of years, and he's helped a lot of songwriters get into the business. He conducts tours around town, and oh yeah, he's an amazing performer. This guy can command a room. His name is Mark Allen Barnett. He does what he calls in-your-face country soul, and he's going to be playing around the dining room table on our next Songwriter Connection podcast. You do not want to miss it. Thank you for joining us. I'm Dave Lenahan. Thanks, Greg. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Linehan's Nashville Connection radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.